place to hide. No place to run. No place to run. The mutant cave. The mutant cave has now begun. I told you I'd use it tastefully. Here's your lesson, kids. Don't be a nasty boy, or you'll end up a dead boy with a hairy bag. Welcome to episode 51 of the Mutant Musings Podcast. It's the beginning of July 2019, so we'll be discussing some new comics and some news. I'm your host, Jonathan, and with me as always is my ball drop, Betty. Here's your friendly reminder that you can leave us a comment on this episode's webpage on geekade.com, leave us ratings and reviews on iTunes or anywhere else you find our podcast, follow us on Instagram at mutant underscore musings underscore podcast, and follow us on Twitter at mutant musings. We're entertaining, like that image of Storm charging her vibrator with a lightning bolt that I posted not too long ago. People like vibrators, right? Or or at least lightning? And speaking of vibrators, I'm wearing one right now and loving it. This podcast is going to be buzzing with bad words. All the cursing and innuendo is going to gush out of your speakers and penetrate your orifices. Keep this on until the very end if you want to be completely satisfied. You don't want to be left hanging or high and dry, do you? Dry in your virginia. <laughs> You like that, right? Yes. Bring, I'm bringing that back. Good. So there's your explicit content warning. And uh, and a quick shout-out to Carlos, who is a friend of the show, for, for getting us the pride of the X-Men animated special graphic novel. After I told Which him... I didn't know that existed. I had no idea that existed either, but he, he bought it and he sent it to us, and that was really nice. That, that, was, that was great. So thank you very much. And also, shout-outs to... I don't know how you you say this. I'm assuming it's A.K.A. Obis Pencraft for drawing us as mutants. He just messaged us out of the blue last night on on Instagram and was like, "Oh, send selfies and and I'll draw you. You know who do you who do you want to look like and do you you know?" And so you know, I was like, "I, I want to be Pyro and Patty is Jean." And so he actually did it, and I just posted that today, and that's really amazing. So thank you to the fans. Who, who do nice things for us. We don't, we don't ask you to. If you feel like sending us money, you know, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's something, that's something we'll, we'll, we'll accept. I, I don't know. We could start a, a Patreon, but I don't know what we would, what we would give. Our friendship. But, <laughs> that's not worth money. That's priceless. You can't put a price on our friendship, Patty. <laughs> So, uh, so how you doing? Yeah. Oh man, I'm so exhausted. Oh man, why? What happened to you? Tell me, tell me how Patty's how Patty's tired because I don't know the story. So yesterday <laughs> we decided to drive into the city, which was we didn't decide. I decided. Jonathan and you decided agreed. to drive into the city. New York is, City. There are probably lots of cities. No, there's not. No, there's not. It's always a bad idea to drive in the city because it's insane. Especially on a Friday night, especially in Times Square where we were. So we were going to see Trixie and Katya at 7. Jonathan got out of work at 
So I was here by the time he got out of work and we started driving immediately so we didn't have to wait for the bus or the train or whatever. And I was like high anxiety the whole time that we weren't going to get there by seven. And I had to stand in line for like 40 minutes because we got there at like seven. So we got there, they scanned my tickets and they're like, excuse me, sir, these are bullshit. Yes, they called you, sir. I was there. (laughs) <laughs> and so I had to call and I was crying on the phone. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're not going to call out the real name, all right? Listen, I've, I'm probably going to edit out what Patty just said. So if it sounds weird, that's why. So we're not going to mention the name of this place, but I will just say that it rhymes with Bub Hub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is what I call Wolverine when I pretend he's my husband. He's the, he's the Bub Hub. <laughs> So I was on the phone with this ticket conglomerate. Bub Hub. Yes. And I was crying and they were like, well, we're sorry that it was bullshit, but uh, we'll we'll refund your money. This never happens. I swear. This is the first time. Yeah. And they're like, we can't get you tickets happens. because it's, it's sold out. Happens to all bubs. Yeah. So I was just sitting on the floor crying because we can't get in. So, so yeah, this was a... Uh... This it was it was kind of stressful, and you know obviously I wanted to see the show, but you know Patty was like really looking forward to this. I figured so I figured you know if we take the bus or the train, like we have to get to a station, we have to wait for them to show up, we have to get there, we have to walk from wherever we're being let off. So I was like, listen, there you know there are parking garages right around the corner. Why don't I just drive in, you know? And it, maybe it wasn't the best idea, but I don't think it was that much worse than taking the bus or the or train or subway or whatever. But, you know, so after all of that anxiety and after standing online in the heat and we get up there and it says canceled. So then she has to go to the box office and they're like, no, you need to call Bub Hub. And so she calls Bub Hub and they won't do anything. So I get on the phone with Bub Hub and this guy's like... Like, oh, yeah, you know, they were canceled, and if there were any left, we would, like, do that for you or whatever. And I'm like, how the fuck are you going to do that for a sold-out show? And, by the way, I don't know if you noticed anybody else, but there were other people being turned away, too. Yeah. Who probably were using the same place. So, listen, like, I'm not taking that personally. Like, they were just like, oh, fuck you. Like, this probably happens to other, like, third-party ticket places, but... If you understand what I'm saying by Bub Hub, I would not use them. And let's never use them again. Yeah, uh, no, sorry. Not happening. But so what happened was after I got off the phone, you know, we had been talking to the same guy who was taking tickets uh, about what to do. And I wanted to pee before we started the trip back home. And I was like, listen, man, this place just fucked us. Can you just let me over there to use? I didn't even finish my sentence. And he's like, go, go on in, two of you, go on in. And I'm like, what? And he's like, go. Go. And so I start walking by him and I turn and Patty's just sitting there. I'm like, Patty, let's go. So <laughs> so she just comes up and she's like crying on me as we're going down the escalator. I'm like consoling her. I'm like, look, we got in. It's okay. We're going to have a good time. And we did. And then the line to get alcohol was way too long and Whatever. I could not stand anymore. I, I, I and did it. also I spoke <laughs> to another nice gentleman who directed us to the crippled section and gave me a seat because I didn't realize that there were no seats in the general admission. So we got yeah. a pretty good view. Yeah. And we didn't have to stand. Right. And uh, so we saw Trixie and Katya and they were 
fucking amazing. They were. And Evie was there, and she was so good. I taped, like, everything of hers. That was the best surprise, because you knew she was going to be there. I I didn't know she was going to be there. I didn't want to tell you that she was going to be there. (laughs) I wanted it to be a surprise when she took off her costume and, yeah, the, and everybody started screaming yeah. i looked at you and you were like oh my god it was so good <laughs> that she was the wacky waving arm flailing inflatable tube man yes. or whatever it was so fucking good and then um and then they had a bunch of other drag queens come out later like towards the end because you know the main i mean the show was mainly like trixie and katya and then a little bit of a break and then evie but cameron michaels was there she sang which was interesting there was Evie sang was her dollar store song, yeah. which is actually really good. I actually really <laughs> like that song. Okay. Um, Kimchi was there. Yep. Aquaria. Aquaria. Aquaria was there. Um, Violet. Violet. That's Violet who I was Chachki, of, yeah. who I am very concerned for because I feel like nobody nobody gave her the memo that women stopped pulling their their sides in like that hundreds of years ago because it was literally damaging their organs and killing Listen, them? Listen, it doesn't damage your organs. It just relocates them. <laughs> it just distributes them in other areas. And corsets uh, are amazing. Yeah, yeah, so we're being socialists with our yeah. organs. Yeah, right. And uh, that uh, Naomi Smalls was there. Naomi Smalls was there. And Asia. Yeah, yeah. I think that yeah, was it. Yeah. Yeah, so, so it was fun. Yeah. Uh, so good times, good times for all. And we're going to Pride tomorrow. And we're going to Pride tomorrow. And maybe a concert today. And maybe a concert tonight. Maybe. There's just way too many things to do. Yeah. There's way too many things to do. Yeah, we're tired. You know what else there's too many of? There's too many comics. comics. Yeah, too many fucking comics. Tell Marvel, stop putting out so many goddamn comics. Start canceling them Yeah, all. that's what Chris was saying. I just want to read a goddamn X-Men book. Yeah, just just a goddamn X-Men. Just put, yeah, just, just one. Just put one out. One just- out. First comic we're talking about is War of the Realms, Uncanny X-Men number three. And I was surprised to see that Wolfsbane was immediately concerned with magic and not Hrim Harry, which still doesn't feel right coming out of my mouth. That is the weirdest fucking word there is. And Tyr. And so Sabretooth is, is giving her shit and, you know, going over the whole fucking villainous plan that he's going to use magic to teleport and shit. And that she's got some little amulet that, like, you know, controls her. But fucking Rim Harry just holds Sabretooth out the fucking window and drops him. And that was awesome. You know, everybody comes together. All the new mutants are together. And it was really sweet. And magic takes the rescue team to the rest of the team who's out looking for them. They need to get this fucking enchanted rock off Ilyana so she can teleport again. Which, you know, just fucking rock plot device. Which I thought was kind of fucking silly. But what I was kind of iffy on was the art. I think it was the same artist, what was it, Pera Perez, who did the art for all three issues. And for some reason, this one felt like a little lacking to me. But there was this one page where Danny just yells, X-Men, man your battle stations! And there's like all these fucking squares of all of like their powers or whatever. Like you get Scott's face and the fucking Havoc Circles and the Zombie Banshee and the Sunspot Spots and like all that kind of stuff. And I don't know, I thought it was cute. No, I liked that too, but... I kind of knew what was going to happen with Ileana because so Sabretooth said that basically the um, Enchantress put this thing on her neck so that she couldn't teleport or whatever. A necklace, and, if you will. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and that if she tried taking it off, bad things could happen. We already got spoiled that Roberto is going to die. Oh, no. Because... The editing in these books is fucking awful. Oh. So I was like, oh, I bet you anything, Roberto's going to just take this collar off of her. And he does, and he dies. 
Yeah. So we were in the comic shop and I was like, you know, I kind of just feel like picking this up right now and opening it just to see if, if, if they can, if, you know, I can confirm this right now. And I did. I literally like magically opened right to the page where it happens. Magic. Magic Eliana. Yes. Open right to the fucking page, and yeah, so he just sort of explodes, and and we knew that was going to happen. But bleh, 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 what does it matter anymore? What does it matter? Everybody's dead. Everybody, everybody dead. Everybody dies. So, so okay. So anyway, all the X-Men are fucking together in the fucking stadium, and I thought this was neat. They had that shot of like all the frost giants and the elves and shit coming at the stadium and and that's what's happening a bunch of humans they're they're protecting in the stadium but you know malachite's forces are fucking attacking so what iliana does now that the collar is off is she opens a portal to get all the humans to safety and all the fucking frost giants and shit run in after them and oops surprise she sent them all to limbo and those weren't actually the humans those were fucking dupes of madrox and hope so I thought that was dope. All of the fucking villains are gone now, stuck in limbo with those, like, expendable dupes or whatever, when really all the humans are still in the stadium, and the only one left with all of them is fucking Sabretooth. And it was hilarious and disturbing, but and, also badass. And Ileana was like, have fun explaining how you lost an entire army. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Suck it. Wolfsbane ripped his fucking throat out. Yeah, that was great. Oh, my God. Even though Prim Hari told her so many times during this issue that the deal that he made was that he and Tyr could come back as long as they and Wolfsbane were neutral in this war. Know your place, woman. Yeah. So, basically, <laughs> by by attacking Sabretooth, they, they had to go back. The she, two of them. She has to stay here. They have to go back because she can't control her fucking shit. She ripped his throat off. Yeah. It's like that movie Face Off. <laughs> Gonna take his throat off. Can you imagine Nicolas Cage saying that? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We saw that movie. It was fantastic. Good. Good. I love that movie. My parents... so stupid. Stop it! My parents took me to see that when it came out for my 13th birthday, and I I loved it. I loved it. I still love it. I I had Patty watch it a few weeks ago. Another Nick Cage movie came out right around the same time. They came out within two weeks of each other. Uh, Face Off and Con Air. Oh, yeah. saw that in the theater, too. Nick Cage, best actor. (laughs) All the awards. All the awards. So yeah, that was badass. But that wasn't the end of it. Then fucking Ilyana chops his fucking head off and <laughs> teleports it away. Yeah. This is so gruesome. I loved it. She's like, good luck finding your head, <laughs> sucker. <laughs> oh man, that was, oh, that was so cool. But yeah, so then fucking Rim Harry has to leave. He has to go. And he says, my raindrop and my teardrop. I never fucking thought of it before. I hate that so much. Oh my god. It's like a bullet for my Valentine song. I fucking hate it. (laughs) (laughs) What? You know, I never really thought of the meaning of the name of that band, but that's actually pretty violent and disturbing. (laughs) Like, literally, I'm just thinking about it right now. Like, what? Are you going to shoot your Valentine? No, I thought it was like. Instead like, of having a person for my Valentine, my Valentine is a bullet, which oh. means like I'm gonna kill myself. Oh, because I was also that's thinking, what I thought. I was also thinking Skeeter Valentine from the <laughs> show Doug. You remember him? <laughs> What's up, Doug? You remember him, right? Yes, obviously. <laughs> I love Skeeter. All right. So I I don't know. I really 
I really liked this issue, and I really liked this miniseries as a, as a whole. Uh, I thought it was contained very very well. You know, they didn't try to do too much in only three issues, so it was pretty well paced, considering it was kind of like a larger cast of characters. Sure, like, some characters got more of a spot. Like, like we saw more New Mutants than we did, say, Cyclops and Havoc or whatever, but, like, that's fine. I thought Wolfsbane was amazing here. I loved what happened to Sabretooth. I was not expecting any of that, but that was so badass. They kind of threw us in the deep end with this, you know, because, like, we, we were talking about this, I think, probably last time we talked about War of the Realms Uncanny. You know, how, like, you know, he was just, like, semi-heroic for a while, and then it's, like, all of a sudden right back in the deep end of villainy, and he was just kind of, like, dealing with it, but still, he was a piece of shit, and he got what he got, and that was it. And he needs some head. What? <laughs> Rudy's gonna give him head. I Bub- just needed to make that joke. Who's gonna be his bub hub? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously Sunspot dying sucked, and it was sort of sad, but also a little cheesy at the end when Danny Oh my is god, that was so stupid. With all the dead Valkyries, you know, I mean, that was sort of sweet and cute, but Sunspot didn't really need to be there. And and it's just kind of like getting numb to all this, like with all these characters dying. Like, yeah, like oh, who gives a shit? Stupid shit happening again. Like what the fuck ever. But it happens. Aside from from that, you know, I don't really have many complaints about this this miniseries, except I felt the art was a little off mostly during this issue. But at the same time, there were so many good shots. There's one huge splash page where all the X Men jump into battle with all of Malachite's forces. Uh, that was great. You know, fucking the new mutants all, like, hugging each other and shit. You know, like I said before, that page where Danny calls, like, does the call to action. But still, it felt a little bit lacking, but overall, this series was amazing. Uh, next comic we're talking about is Uncanny X-Men number 20. Because we have to talk about every issue of Uncanny X-Men. At least at this point, there's only a couple issues left. Why stop now? And also, I realized this a while ago, but I haven't brought it up. Every time... Since Age of X-Men started, every time a new issue of Uncanny comes out, it coincides with the day that our episode gets released, yes. a new episode. So I feel like, you know, like, if we stop talking about it, you know, that'd be sort of like a bad omen. I don't want to give any bad omens, you know, because what what, good what might happen? Yeah, we want the good omens, not the bad omens. We've we got to watch that show. What? What? What's What show? Good omens. The omen? Damien omen? Isn't good that good name? omens. Good omens, but isn't isn't that the name of a movie? The Omen with Dam- Damien Omen. What? <laughs> what are you talking about, you listeners? Yeah, I think it's just. Wait, called- wait, there was a movie called The Omen that came yes. out like six six oh six. I remember and, that. Yeah, that because- was a remake from the original. Though. Okay, because I remember being in eighth grade and asking one of my teachers if they would buy tickets for me and my friends to see it because it was <laughs> it was rated R. Why would you ask a teacher? I don't know. I figured my mom would say no. But your teacher would say yes? Yeah, I don't know. I was stupid. <laughs> so yeah. So so no bad omens. We just want the good omens. So so the way this opened didn't make sense until I reread it. I'm, I'm just saying that because you see some kid getting vaccinated and then he dies. And I feel so like that's this is a message. blatant anti-vax agenda here, yeah. which is terrible. But nasty boys, like I'm about to say yay, but I'm like, no, this this isn't going to end well. And it doesn't even begin well because we don't even see any of these nasty boys in action because they're already dead, just laying on the lawn. You see fucking 
you know, Ruckus is all dressed up fancy like he normally is. You got Ramrod with his with his rod just laying in the in the grass. It's, nowhere to ram it anymore. Nowhere to ram it anymore. He's separated from his rod. Can't do any of the ramming. You've got gorgeous George just laying there. Hair bag is is in the grass. He's got his bag all over the grass. And, <laughs> <laughs> it feels good. Listen, if you never tried it, rub your bag on the grass sometime. It feels good. It's in the summer. You know, summer grass. You know I, I mean? don't have a bag. I'll, you can, I'll let you play. I'll, you can rub mine in the grass. How about that? Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, but Slab was nowhere to be found. Ah, Where was Slab? Slab. He's the last nasty boy left. Slab. Yeah. yeah Maybe he didn't show up that day. <laughs> he didn't come in. He didn't come into his nasty job that day. No, he was just like, "Fuck it, I'm using a PTO day. <laughs> it's gonna be a me day." You gotta take care of the slab. You gotta take care of the slab. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a slab day today. Gonna gonna pop one up on the body. What? That's what they say in Australia. Oh, like the Barbie. Yeah, the Barbie. The Barbie. Pop one up on the Barbie. That's how people in Australia talk. Hi, <laughs> matey. Oi. Oh, look! I caught a crocodile. Oh, look! Beautiful. <laughs> But then all of a sudden, all these other villains start showing up, and I'm like, great. More people are going to die, too. So we get Fabian Cortez, we get Shinobi Shaw, Sienna Blaze, Trevor Fitzroy, all the first and last names. Yeah, you can't just refer to them by their last names or their first names. Cortez, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, I think. Well, Fitzroy. Fitzroy, yeah. But you can't just say Blaze. <laughs> Nobody's going to know what the fuck that means. You can't say Shaw that because... That means getting high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, do, don't do drugs. And you can't say Shaw because you can't there's multiple say Shaw, Shaws. There's multiple Shaws. Mm-hmm. And Cortez, I feel like, is too vague. I feel like Cortez is just like too much of like a everybody has that name kind of name. I apologize to anybody out there with the <laughs> first and or last name Cortez. <laughs> Patty's opinions do not reflect all of Mutant Musings as well, a whole. I do, well, I did have a friend with the last name Shaw. Oh, yeah. She used to be my best friend, and then she just ghosted me. Yeah, well, Shaw's the villains. Shaw, if you're listening to this. Listen, I'm not trying to victim blame, but I'm going to victim blame a little bit. Because with the name Shaw, you must have known. There have been two bad Shaws. I should have. Two bad Shaws. And also, Shinobi is, like, Japanese, too. Yeah, because he's half-Japanese. Yeah, and my Shaw is in Japan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's true. So many similarities. yeah. Yeah, and she can, and he can phase, and she can ghost people. That's true. See, Look at all those these are connections. There are no coincidences. <laughs> but I think every single one of them was dead. I could be wrong, but I'm sure all four of them uh, were dead. We saw at least a couple of them uh, during Necrotia, and like you know, this is explanation. Necrotia will bring him back, sure. But like, but then all of a sudden, you know, Shinobi starts going on this rant. And he's like, you like, you can tell by the dialogue that he knows what Emma is doing and that she's, she's helping one and he refuses to be used by her. And then he kills himself. And I was like, fuck, he is such a pretty man. He is such a pretty man. And like, we haven't seen him in years and all of a sudden, boom, he's fucking dead again. He is pretty. He is. He is. Duh, that, that kind of stunk. Do you remember... I just read this issue recently, but it was a really long time ago. He was he was just 
in like a jacuzzi with in some his, ladies. Yeah, with some ladies in this high rise penthouse apartment. Yeah, it was. And then somebody just crashes through the window and he's like, What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, was he wasn't naked, was he? Did he have I on? think he was naked. He might have been, because I feel like, you know, occasionally back then when they were naked, you had some well-placed steam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or some poorly placed or steam. Or like the way a... you, Depends on how you're looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was something blocking, but I'm pretty sure he was naked. Pretty sure he was. And but... the ladies ran away. Yeah, I, I remember that. But anyway, so yeah, that's, that's all fucking over with. So great. So we, we cut back to Dark Beast, and he's created a cure for the cure. And it's kind of funny how a hero, quote unquote, created the cure. Okay, Beast is no hero. (laughs) And the villainous version of him fixed it. And then it's like, all right, let's just take this guy's word for it. There was there was some kind of conflict, and then they were like, nah, man, we're going to just do it. And yeah. this, they're like, so how? And he's like, oh, you just got to release it into the atmosphere. It's going to take care of itself in a few hours. Yeah. Everybody's going to have it in their body, so you don't even have to like worry about administering it or whatever. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is neat. So like he basically said that it's going to stop the vaccine from working. Yes. So I was like, oh, that's badass because, you know, uh, bodily autonomy. (laughs) Nobody should be able to decide for you whether whether you get to be immune or not when you're a kid. And also nobody gets to decide for you when you're a kid if you have foreskin or not. (laughs) Bringing that back. But then by that logic, then then who's going to tell me that I need to get this vaccination? The government? <laughs> okay, Patty. Okay, no. Vaccines you, are not a choice and, thing. And your big government ideas like a whatever. That's right. <laughs> no, seriously, get vaccinated. Yeah, right. vaccinate your crotch goblins. And, uh, <laughs> what did you just say? Crotch goblins. That's like my favorite thing now. Crotch goblins? So yeah. You, vaccinate the STDs? You gotta hit them with the shampoo when you got the crabs. <laughs> no, the kids are the crotch goblins. <laughs> Man, I took that very differently. All right. All right. So 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 there can't possibly be any backlash to releasing all of that fucking no downside. atmosphere. But we, we get to Wolverine confronting Emma, and he's like, hope you got more than Mystique, Marrow, and Elixir to protect you. And she goes, oh, I do. And all they are is Hellfire goons with guns. And, like, Wolverine... Literally, from the first time he met Hellfire goons, it was he was created to make them cry. Because <laughs> what the fuck do they even do? Like, they're fucking getting murdered, you know? I mean, Mystique does stab Quan in. Maybe she's dead, who knows? But Logan is about to fucking gut Emma, it looks like. But then one shows up and uses a flamethrower, which literally stops him in midair. It's <laughs> fucking roasted Wolverine in midair. You can throw that up on the bobby. <laughs> So, you know, so the X-Men, you know, after all the fucking cure is released, the cure-cure is released, fucking the X-Men are just sitting in a park, and Rogers confronts him, and I love Scott's response, legitimately, like, and when Rogers is like, what did you think you were doing? And Scott's like, listen, we were being chemically sterilized. Like, that was such a good fucking term. That's like literal Nazi shit. Um, But apparently the kids who are getting vaccinated now are dying. Because it turns out that what Dark Beast did was he made it so, like, you know, the parents who were getting their kids vaccinated were taking a gamble. If they were actually going to be mutants, 
with this anti-vaccine in them, it was going to kill them. So if you get the vaccine, the anti-vaccine kills you if you are going to be a mutant. So that was a sick fucking twist and perfect for Dark Beast. It was genius. Yeah. I I have no problems at all with this. There is absolutely nothing wrong with what he did. Beast did Dark Beast did nothing wrong. Dark Beast did nothing wrong. (laughs) Dot com. (laughs) Put that on a bumper sticker. Put that in your vaccine and inject it into your kid. (laughs) (laughs) But it was really a twisted plan, and I feel like you know, again, this is one of those one of those things where it's like, you're gonna trust this fucking guy. Like, look what he did to the fucking Madrox and and turned him into Warlocks. But again, we had that fucking, like, cliffhanger, that one issue, where he's like, kill me. But then all of a sudden, the next issue, he's just okay. And everybody's accepting of Warlocks now. So, but again, the response from Magic is to take some heads off. Yep. <laughs> this She and, loves depriving people of head. Yeah. More proof that she is asexual. Yes! Yeah, she fucking teleported him through the fucking ceiling and stopped stopped his head. That was, oh my god, that was so gorgeous. And I didn't notice it again until I read through the second time that the very, that happened on the second to last page, I think. And then the final panel, you can see all the blood gushing down as his lifeless body is in like the background of the shot. It was amazing. So fucking they got Dr. Nemesis there, and Dr. Nemesis is like, listen, this isn't a lost cause, we can still save people. I think I see what he was doing. So I'm sure Dr. Nemesis is going to save the day. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, because the final panel, oh, telepathic call. Oh, Scott, don't be mad. I'm going to give you all your memories back. I need the X-Men. That was so fucking stupid. Was it? Yes. Tell me. I hated it. It was so <laughs> dumb. I hate Emma so much with what she's doing. She's just being a cunt. Whoa, and, whoa, 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 whoa. Listen, I think that, Plus. like, it's stupid that she's just, she's like, oh, I have this plan and it's going to turn out great. And then, oh, no, my plan isn't working. I need help. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree because she's been turned into a damsel in distress now. and that's... Oh, no, this light bulb is so <laughs> bright. <laughs> like, no, I, I totally get it. No, she's seriously being written as like a damsel in distress right now. Like she caved in earlier and got because a bunch of a light bulb yeah, and got a bunch of people killed. Uh, and now, you know, obviously one was going to betray her because that's the thing. They're going to take over the Hellfire Club from her. And she's like, no, somebody she help was me. like, what? Why would you want my club? Yeah, I, I, I... I couldn't see this coming. <laughs> Yeah, she's she's not... Ugh. I don't want to say she's being a cunt, because I'm not going to call her that. I don't even like using that word. But I, I don't like the way that she's characterized here. I went on... We, we, we talked about Uncanny 19 on the last episode, and I ranted for a little bit, and kind of went on a tangent that wasn't really going anywhere. So thank God Chris was there to kind of chime in. But yeah, I, I don't like it. I, I, oh, I really I don't. I miss Scott. He was dead. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, you know, I mean, I, I liked most of this issue. I'm not really happy that LaRocca is back on art. There was, like, one image of Marrow from behind, and, like, her ass was just, like, this giant lump. Like, what are you doing? And there was another shot of Matt. Listen, don't body shame. There was another uh, image of magic, and it looked like her lips were falling off of her face. And I just, I don't, I don't really like it. But, 
We got to see the Nasty Boys. Even though they were dead, they were still all very pretty. We got to see some uh, some classic villains. They were there for a minute. <laughs> One of them is dead again. I thought this was an interesting twist with Dark Beast's plan. Dr. Nemesis is back. Yes, he's I always, love... He's, he's a great time. I love him. I hope he brought the starfish with him. Yes. Because I love Dr. Nemesis' starfish team-up. If you haven't read it, go read it. But, whatever. It's it's Uncanny X-Men now. This is our life for a couple more this issues. Is, this is our life. Yeah. See you next time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so next comic we're talking about is Next Gen, number five. And boom goes the library. Boom goes the dynamite. What? What? <laughs> Do you not know that reference from Family Guy? I, I, I'm, so, I'm not familiar. You don't get, like, any of the Family Guy references. Because I don't like Family Guy. It was when That's Cleveland's all... would, would climax. That's what he would say. He'd say, and boom goes the dynamite. Listen, all Family Guy is is a show of cutscenes to references. Yes. But Anoli <laughs> blew up the library. But his friends come for him, and then Department X shows up, and I'm like, yes, run the fuck away, because I don't want to see them in trouble. And they jump out a window, and Armor saves Glob, and it was really cute. And then Armor knocks out Iceman, and Rockslide throws a desk at Iceman and Northstar, and then Armor takes a car, and this was so tense and so fast and scary. Like, I felt really pulled in and, like, concerned for these children. I love the way that this opened. Yeah, no, I did too. I was worried about the extremists coming after them, but I, I knew that they were going to be okay. And, you know, they're on the lamb. Uh, <laughs> uh, Armor has a cute blonde wig that she wears to disguise herself. Yeah, and that's all you need. she goes into a convenience store and buys food for the four of them. And the guy's like, oh, are you you going on a road trip? And she's like, fuck off. It doesn't matter, old man. Yeah, because she's like, this is a lot for just one person. Also, the total of what she purchased was $19.63. Whoa. Do you know what happened in 1963? My mom's first birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's what Ed Brisson was referencing yes. when he wrote this issue. It was Patty's mom's first birthday. Yes. Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> So, uh, so Glob thinks that if they go to the beach, because he remembers, he remembers where everybody died. It was on the beach. He's like, the life seed's going to be there. Somehow it's going to prove that Nate Gray is a fucker and that this world is a lie. And he's like, I hate to think we became fugitives for nothing. And I had to kind of chuckle at that a little bit because I'm like, hey, they're going to get to the beach and there ain't going to be shit there but sand and maybe some crabs. Aw. Yeah. 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 The kind that you have to hit with the shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's not going to be anything there just because you said that. So they get there and they start digging. That was sad. And uh, the X-Men show up with Pixie. Glob was like, how did you know that we were here? And Pixie was like, I found it in your journal. So, you know, they blew up a school library. They erased the thoughts of all of them, except for Glob. It was really sad because Armour sits next to Glob in the cafeteria and Anole and Rockslide go to sit next to them and Beast calls them over to sit with them because they're like freaks. 
So Armor starts trying to talk to Glob, and he just got really sad and ran away. That was just really sad because nobody remembers except for him. This was such a sad issue at the end. Like I said, I had to chuckle when I hate to think we become fugitives for nothing. But it was sad when you get there, he realizes there's nothing there, and then his friends start trying to dig to help. You know, that was that was really sad. And then again, in the prison, you know, when you realize that their their memories have been wiped. And that, you know, I mean, that that sucked. That was so painful. And then, you know, there's just, like, these different shots where he's he's writing, like, all of his memories on a fucking piece of paper again. And they show the twins. And they're like, oh, somebody told us that this would be relaxing. I can't really remember. So they don't remember Glob. Honestly, I feel like this final issue was the weakest in the series. But it did have... It did have, you know, a definite impactful resolution because we know the story doesn't stop here. We know that there's still Age of X-Men Omega and that's where everything's going to going to end. And, you know, I mean, it really got me in the feels. Man, this was just this was rough. And I really kind of wanted to see him break out somehow or help somebody somehow. But yeah, it was just sad. He failed. They had to give up. You know, they didn't fight, try to fight the X-Men. It was just over. Now, the art in this issue wasn't bad, but I also am upset that Marcus Toe didn't do the art for this final issue. I don't, I don't know why they did that, why he wasn't the artist for this issue. But still, this was, this was probably my favorite series, or close to it, out of all of them. And this was just such a sad fucking ending. I love these characters. I don't know how many, if any, are going to be involved with Age of X-Men Omega. Maybe Glob. Maybe everybody will get their memories back. I mean, we'll maybe touch on that in the next comic we're talking about. Well, maybe all of a sudden they do remember. I was going to bring that up, yeah. actually, because I actually read Extremists before I read this one. In Extremists, Betsy basically said that she didn't erase anybody's memories. She just kept them stored in her head. Right. So she kind of just released everybody's memories at once. So... I really want to see what happens with that because they did show a scene of the prison where everybody remembered yeah. what happens. Yeah, so so I'm sure that the kids do too now. So, man, everybody's going to be fucking going after Nate Gray. Uh, so next comic we're talking about is Extremists, number five. This and... was basically just be gay, do crime. <laughs> So, yeah, so it opens with fucking Jubilee, Iceman, Northstar, and Richter. They're just fucking destroying shit and rioting. And there was somebody who said that Richter will just riot for no reason whatsoever. Good. So giving him this reason is just, like, making him lose his shit. And yeah. I'm like, great. Good. But, you know, and then they do the flashback to kind of recap what led up to that. Oh, my God, Nozomi is fucking dope. I hope that once this is over, she is not forgotten and that she gets carried over somehow. She just fucking, she's got a gun. She starts firing at Jubilee. She's like, I've got a secondary mutation. All these rats are surrounding Jubilee. And she's like, it took days for them to chew through my chains. I could not fucking believe how badass she was. And I cannot believe that I didn't catch her translated name sooner. You didn't know that Nizumi meant rat? I knew that. And also, oh. she said her last name was said in, like, the first issue. Like, Sen. That's Thousand. So yeah. her name is, like, Thousand Rats. So, yeah. So fucking Nizumi had her baby in the fucking basement chained up. 
And then seeing the baby reminds Jubilee about Shogo. So I, I have to say, and we've, I've said this before, that I'm not a huge fan of the artist on this series. But still, Jubilee's expressions were perfect. The writing that Leah Williams did to show her realization that this isn't real, she has a kid out there and doesn't know where her kid is, was just, it was so well done. And she just snaps and then shows Nozomi how to swaddle the baby. And it's like, I'm going to go out there and destroy some shit. She gets the heart glasses. She fucking starts blowing up buildings. She busts into one and fucking takes a lollipop. She sees Mineta's dead body and was like, keys, peace. It's like, <laughs> oh my god, this is amazing. Yeah, she was awesome, and she was showing off her powers, and she's like, oh yeah, people always underestimate me, but they forget how I'm like when I cut free. Yeah, she's so... Oh, that was so great. Also, she robbed three banks. She did rob three banks. That's fantastic. Good for her. Fucking female empowerment. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, and then we find out that Betsy didn't mind wipe anyone because of the, of the explosions that Jubilee caused, Blob's house is, you know, on fire. Yeah, so Betsy's like, I've been storing all these memories and I'm going to release them. And uh, everyone is pissed. And they're going to fucking attack her and the Blob. And Blob yells at them. And this panel was terrifying. When he's like, I'm fucking indestructible. Like, that one image of his face, like, angry. Like, we haven't seen that in a while, you know? Yeah, like that was cute boy. That was really effective, and I really love that. So Jubilee meets up with the gay boys, and Richter's like, so who's ready for Big Gay Apocalypse round two? <laughs> I love that. I feel like that should be the name of a club, Big Gay Apocalypse. So also, really effective here, was how North Star and Iceman get their memories back too and bobby is like crying about what they've fucking done <laughs> north star calls him his otter pop i do not remember that ever happening i don't either but he did say that was that was something that he said in the past listen listen to somebody out there listening maybe you know you can confirm that maybe it's supposed to just be a joke and that never happened on panel but i thought that was hilarious but then of but course we've had there have been arguments on tumblr about whether Bobby is a hunk or a twunk, and <laughs> I don't think that Bobby is an otter. I think he's probably more like a twunk. Whatever. Well, maybe twunk was determined to not be a good word to use by Marvel Editorial, and <laughs> otter pop was okay. So that nobody understands why he calls him an otter except for the gays. <laughs> I, I understood it. Okay. I feel like I am gay adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> so I <laughs> I understood it. But, you know, North Star, you know, really showed, like, a little bit of uh, vulnerability, you know, as he, he was hugging Iceman, and then he allowed Jubilee to join the hug. But he's like, listen, no crying now. We have to go fuck some shit up, and then we can cry later. And that was great, because I can't wait to see that happen. But this ended basically with, yeah, like you said, Jubilee robbed the fucking three banks, got that fucking Mineta's uh, van for Nizumi, and was like, here, take it and go. Go. <laughs> Nizumi took the heart glasses, too. I thought that was real cute. I, I would like to think that Nizumi's going to have some time to enjoy her newborn baby, the 700 grand, the <laughs> van. We saw her baby daddy, Luke, in the prison get his memories back. Hopefully they can enjoy some time together. I don't know. It, it's We talked about how, how upsetting her treatment was 
in the first couple of issues where where they showed her more. Uh, she's I don't think she's actually going to be carried over by Hickman, but I feel like there's some potential for that character, especially if they remember what happened in Age of X Men once it's over. You know what I mean? Like if Nazumi is still around and she remembers her treatment. And if some of the X-Men remember how they treated her and they come to maybe some sort of understanding, or maybe not. Maybe she's completely separate. No, I feel I, like I she's never going to be brought into the regular yeah. universe. And I, I feel like that about Moneta too, but I really fucking hope that she isn't. Really? Yeah. I I mean... I mean, she could be completely different, I, but I, I, I don't know. I agree. I don't think these characters are going to be brought over. I feel like a lot of what's happening in Uncanny right now, I don't know if it was like mandated by editorial or hickman or if it was part of his idea and they all just talked and agreed on it i don't feel like all the death and uncanny is solely on rosenberg i feel like those decisions were made probably uh, above him but uh absolutely there's so many other characters dying right now why are they gonna bring Moneta and nizumi over but it would be really cool even Moneta. i'm not saying that she's a likable character but she's a character that makes you feel something you know, like, I fucking hate Mystique. So it's not like, oh, she's a poor character. No, she's a great villain because she makes me feel hate towards her. Like Mineta. She's obviously the villain. You know, she makes me feel something. You know? Yeah, I get it. Okay. So, so anyway, this was a great ending. Such a great ending. It kind of, you know, it jumped around without feeling too jarring. I like how there was a little bit of a contrast, too, to everyone coming to their senses. We have a bunch of them rioting, but also Blob and Betsy, who are just a little bit more low-key about it. So so I, I, I really like that. This was all such a good story. I'm sad that it's over. And I said this recently, too, that, like, I've been enjoying Age of X-Men so much. Like, I wish this went on for longer, you know, like a few more months. <laughs> Maybe the rest of the year. Yeah. You know, like I know, like I'm not unexcited for Hickman to take over. I'm I'm interested, but I kind of love all this. So no, yeah, some of it is really good, and I mean, I really feel like I'm gonna miss this event too. I know a lot of people are conflicted on it, and that a lot of people don't like it. But whatever, they can suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> where is that, Patty? Point to where Listen. your dick is. <laughs> Point me in that direction. I'd, I'd love to see this. Uh, how have you? Don't been, call me out like this. How have you been hiding it from me all of this time? Please show me where it is. <laughs> all right. So last new comic we're talking about is Mr. and Mrs. X, number 12. So unfortunately, Kandra hasn't inhabited an inferior form and cannot access all of her abilities in it. Damn, that is a nice looking plot device right there. She what are her powers? She can hide inside middle schoolers. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> she can put people in chains. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. She lives a long time. You know, she's an external. I feel like she can do the whole body switcheroo thing or body snatch. You know, okay. she can play the snatch game. That's what she can do. Uh, yeah, she can touch her nose with her tongue. <laughs> Because when she showed up, I remember being like, who is this? Why am I supposed to care? And you told me, and I was like, I don't fucking remember that. I don't remember ever seeing this bitch in my life. <laughs> oh, girl, that body is snatched. What? What? What does that mean? Don't worry about it. No, what does that mean? Don't hide no, things it's from just me. When you're like, like your penis. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like uh, when you're like corset, you pulled in, you snatched. Oh. Body snatched. 
Oh. Yeah. I was thinking something different. No. So, so apparently, uh, since she can't access all her, her abilities, it's going to take a sacrifice, right? So, so the twist here is if Gambit, Gambit's got to choose. If Gambit chooses. This is Gambit's Gambit. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. If Gambit chooses to sacrifice Rogue for Kandra to take, he gets power. He can lead the Thieves and Assassin's Guild forever. And, but he can sacrifice Belladonna, but then he gets exiled. Which is a twist to her. Yeah. Because she didn't know that. Yeah. This Kandra is a double crosser. No good, no good lady. No good, no good lady. No good lady. No goody two shoes. No, not here. She a baddie one shoe. Yeah, that's right. She a baddie no shoes. (laughs) She got no shoes on. All them dirty feet. That's gross. All them dirty feet stomping all over the place. Scrub your feet. Scrub your feet. Patty, you're not wearing anything on your feet. No. Patty comes to my house and immediately <laughs> just throws her shoes and then throws her socks. I hate wearing shoes. It's just, it's like I hate things balling. on my feet. It's like free balling, but free footing. Free I... footing Patty. That's going to be the name of her first album. Like the free wheeling Bob Dylan, the free willing Patty Feetin. Yeah. I didn't say that right. I tried. That's okay. Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> So yeah, but then but then here is Gambit's real Gambit. He offers himself instead. He doesn't pick between the ladies. What? And he says, you can have me. And she's like, that wasn't an option. Maybe I'll sacrifice all three of you. I'm like, bitch, you can't wish for more wishes. That's not how it works. <laughs> but somehow Gambit, because he's a sneaky thief, he got the collar off and all of a sudden spits this bullet that was lodging him at her. And uh, that looks pretty badass. But then he's got he's got a bunch more. He's got a bunch more in his mouth. Yeah. He's got like these little fucking fragments. Yeah, Gambit's, Gambit's got balls in his mouth. But, but listen, I, I, well, I don't understand. I don't understand this. Like one of those little fucking things? Okay, fine. I'll, I'll give you that, Marvel. But he had at least four of them in his mouth. And he was able to talk that whole time without mumbling. You know what I mean? Like, who can have me? You know what I mean? Something he's sounds used, a off. He's used to talking with a lot of stuff in his mouth. Yeah. That's that's what I was thinking. I'm like, all right, so what Kelly Thompson is this saying. This man is used to sucking on balls. Gambit this has This is taken, not his first time. He's taken a lot of shots to the mouth so he can pack it all in. <laughs> he's had a lot of practice, I guess. So anyway. So then, uh, so then he frees Rogue. And then she frees Belladonna. And so everybody we care about is fighting on the same side. And then Jean-Luc shows up and Rogue makes a comment about about hitting Kandra but not wanting to beat up kids and how hitting the kids still felt pretty good. And then Gambit makes this big badass speech about how he's a thief and the next man and how a man can be many things, like a guy that sucks on balls and takes shots (laughs) to the mouth. That's what a real man is. And then he says, I'm putting daddy in charge while I'm away, and also mommy in charge while I'm away. And then somebody makes a comment about the pitter-patter of little feet and having kids, and and they're like, nope, we got three furry babies, and the, the three furry babies are real cute. And, uh, and then they kiss. Mm-hmm. And then it's over. Listen, I'm just saying, mm-hmm. if we're ever in this situation... Yes. And... <laughs> Say it. <laughs> and... Oh my god, are you going to say I'm going to have to take shots in the mouth for you? No. Right. I was gonna say, Cause I'm if not you no. if you have to think about it and you don't choose your ex right away, wait, what? When you have to choose whether to sacrifice me or an ex, 
and you're like, oh, I don't know, I have to think about this, he, or you sacrifice yourself. Oh no, that's God. bullshit. Patty, don't sacrifice yourself over your ex. Patty, come on. That's, that's an innocent life. You know what I mean? It's still an innocent life. So is yours. And no, I don't it's... go, no, nobody likes their exes. No. Kill, <laughs> kill the ex, and then we get to spend together with the three cats. This is what I'm saying. But if this story taught us anything, is that everybody could live happy. No. <laughs> she's she's the one who showed up out of the blue, uninvited, to his ex to her ex's house. That was not cool. Oh my god, Patty. <laughs> okay, fine, fine. I swear. Okay. <laughs> But this is another issue, and I gotta obviously I gotta bring up the art again, though. But this wasn't the normal artist. This wasn't Oscar Bezadua. No, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. It was actually pretty good. I did enjoy the art, but it wasn't as good as his. It looked like I know a lot of it looked similar, didn't it? Yeah. Because I opened it, I didn't look at the credit because I just thought it was going to be him again. Like, why on the last issue? I'm sure he did the the issue eleven. So why on the final issue of the series would you change it? Again, you know, this is, we were just talking about this before with Next Gen, like, why? Maybe deadlines? But, you know, I really like this issue, even if it was predictable ending. It ended on a sweet note, which is nice to see. You know, it was fun, a lot of action, and really, you know, fun is, is all I can really say about this series. You know, again, this, this series wasn't too deep. It did something interesting with Rogue. It, you know, we got to spend some time primarily just with the focus on Rogue and Gambit, and that's really nice. Especially coming off of the miniseries before this, which was amazing. You know, I mean, the the Mojo story felt like it took a little too long, but it wasn't bad. I don't know, this was this was a great series. It thinks that it's over, but, you know, I mean, we, we know what's happening. So, it is what it is. And regardless of what happens to Rogue and Gambit going forward, at least we had that miniseries and we had this. Hopefully they'll stay together and we'll see them together a little bit more. I think it would be interesting for them to have kids, personally. I don't think it's necessary. I, I, think it, I think it's an interesting thought. I mean, it is interesting, but also, I I don't know. I just want them to be together without kids. Yeah? Because kids are, eh. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, I mean, we've seen so much of, like, so many Summers and Grey kids. We've seen so many Wolver kids, you know? <laughs> I mean, Rogue and Gambit have been a thing for for almost as long as Gambit has been around, yeah. you know what I mean? So, you know, I mean, that hasn't canonically happened in the 616, I don't think. No. Somebody, somebody, no, somebody's going to get on Twitter and, I'm um, actually, one issue of, no, I'm, I'm that guy. I'm not making fun of anybody. But if that really happened in the 616 and I'm forgetting something and other writers did, like, let me know. But, yeah, I don't think that's... They didn't have kids. Because I'm pretty sure it's happened in alternate universes. I am certain. I just can't remember, but, yeah. But, anyway, it's over, and that's it. So, do you think the kids in Next Gen did the right thing, giving up to the X-Men? Or do you think they were a bunch of chickens? Rats! Is Nazumi gone forever? Don't go rogue, my furry babies, because we'll be right back after the commercial break. Woe to those who challenge the awesome might of Gundam Tanaka and his four dark devas of destruction! You there! If you cherish your life, do not come any closer. My magical beasts have a thirst to kill. Are you talking about your hamsters? But they're such the cute and fluffy little fuzzbutts. Fiend! 
State your business or feel the demonic wrath of my beasts. Well, I noticed that you're dressed like a video game character. And if you like video games, you should head over to geekade.com. Do not attempt to befuddle the devas. They have little patience for earthly concerns. As we speak, Jumpy is preparing her attack. Aw, she's giving kisses to my hand. Geekade.com is a website for lovers of all things geeky. So if you are into video games, wrestling, anime, comic books, horror movies, or Transformers, Geekade.com has content for you. Hmm, it would seem you have piqued Sandy's interest when you mentioned wrestling. Geekade.com has articles, podcasts, and videos just for you, the fellow geek. There is even a Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash geekade. Ha ha ha! I am Gundam Tanaka! I and my four dark devas of destruction demand that we depart for this geekade at once. Let us summon the interdimensional gateways and teleport to the realm of geekade.com. If you love something geeky, head over to geekade.com today. Do you like video games and also hate colon cancer? I sure do. Colon cancer is a real asshole. Well, so does geekade.com, which is why Geekade has teamed up with the Colorectal Cancer Alliance for the fourth annual Pain in the Assathon. Good sir, you had me at ass. It's a 24-hour video game marathon where Geekade staff will take on Pain in the Ass video games for charity. Be sure to follow Geekade on Twitch, Facebook, or YouTube because the Pain in the Assathon is coming up in August. Don't get butt hurt, it's right around the corner. Stay tuned to Geekade and Mutant Musing social media for more details. All right. All right. <laughs> Is that your pumped voice? Yep. yep. There's a new New Mutants comic. New New Mutant. New 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 Newer. What? Newer Mutants. Newark. Newark. Yeah. Which is bullshit, by the way. It's pronounced Newark. Yes. Newark. Listen, okay. Sounds like so, a squawky bird. Listen, Newark. listen. <laughs> so, I went to school in Philly for for a year, and I would take the train back, and I would get really confused because I had to take a connecting train in Trenton to Newark, and I would be really confused because I would be in Philly, and there would be a train to Newark, and I was like, oh, that's more convenient than having to stop in Trenton. Oh, no. And... Yeah, and every time I saw it, I was like, you fucking asshole, that's New Ark, Delaware. This is fucking bullshit. I know, but, and how would you know? Anyway, how would you know if you ended up in New Ark, Delaware? There is literally nothing in Delaware that lets you know that you're in Delaware, <laughs> except for the absence of things, you know? That's how you know. I believe they also have an absence of sales tax. Those Fuckers. Yes. All so right. if you want to go buy something, let's go to Delaware. If it's a new, like if you, I'm not saying new war. I can say new arc. Like, then but make it's them, one word. Then take make them two separate words. Make them two separate words. All right. Because I'm not doing new arc. I agree. It's stupid. It's Newark. Okay. It's Newark. Now that that's over with, there is a new <laughs> mutants war children coming. It is a one-shot. It is allegedly coming out in September of this year. And the solicit says, Don't miss this momentous event as legendary creators Chris Claremont and Bill Sienkiewicz reunite with Magic, Wolfsbane, Cannonball, Cypher, Mirage, Karma, and Sunspot to share this never-before-told story of the New Mutants past 
When Warlock experiences a nightmare, he begins going haywire, and it's up to his friends to save him. But as Warlock grows more frenzied, they should be worrying about being able to save themselves. And doubly so when Magic's inner demon, Darkchild, threatens to break free. Also, a special guest appearance by none other than Critty... The <laughs> Critty! <laughs> Little known fact, Gritty has a sister named Critty. I love it. Yeah. By none other than Kitty Pride. So I'm super hyped for this. So, so fucking Senkovich, like, I think, I think this was actually many months ago. He teased that they were trying to make this happen. Yes. And so it was finally confirmed. And yeah, it's just a one shot celebrate Marvel's 80th anniversary, but it's still happening. And I'm still super pumped to see this because he's a fucking amazing artist. Yes. And Chris Claremont was once the fucking amazing man, man writer. He was a man writer. <laughs> Not to be confused with the man Ryder, which is porno starring <laughs> Chris Claremont. Uh, but uh, to be honest, I don't want to. I don't want to shit on this. I really don't. I, I, but I, I have to throw this out there that I hope half of this story isn't just recap because we know how much Claremont loves his recaps. He he's he's you know kind of always been that way. But I feel like you know now that there is more distance from his time as like head x-men writer that he likes to do that a lot more good example is that x-men wedding special and there was you know the first story in it was the kitty pride story written by claremont and Mm -hmm. almost that entire thing was just recap of claremont stuff yes basically yeah i remember so i don't think that that's going to be this whole thing but i i don't i hope that it's not like a huge portion of it that that's all i'm gonna say all right no i i agree I'm just wondering where they're going to place this issue, like, in the old continuity. I mean, obviously, before Doug died. Definitely. But, I don't know. I'm I'm really excited for this. I hope it's, like, 100 pages. I don't give a shit. I'll pay $50 for it. <laughs> just, like, this sounds like something that can't be done in, like, 26 pages or whatever if it's only a one-shot. Yeah, I I understand. I'm sure it's going to be like oversized and it probably will be at least 5.99 for like some of these specials. The the price even might have been there and I just didn't copy it over into my notes, but I would be surprised if it was less than 5.99. So, I'm I I just ah, I I'm so happy that this is this is actually going to happen. I I'm sure this isn't going to lead to any sort of ongoing or even a mini series with the two of them, but it's just fucking, it's great news that this is happening. I just, I can't wait to see it. Especially Senkovich on art again with the, with the new mutants. That's just, oh, Jesus, fuck. Uh, but that brings us to the next piece of news, which is a new Alpha Flight comic. New, new. Yeah, new, new. Again, this, all this stuff is Marvel 80th anniversary, so they're doing a lot of these things, and, and that's fucking great. It's called Alpha Flight True North. This is also coming out September 2019. Yeah, it's got three stories. Entirely by Canadian writers and artists. Uh, so we got Jim Zub, Jed McKay, and Ed Brisson. And also Max Dunbar, Jabril Morissette Fan, Scott Hepburn, and cover art by Nick Bradshaw. We posted an image of Iceman or something by Nick Bradshaw and was like, and it was after a snowstorm, and he was like, oh yeah, a foot or whatever? That's nothing compared to the six feet we got in Canada. And I'm like, oh my god. Okay. They don't even use feet in Canada. <laughs> That doesn't exist. They use their hands. They don't use their feet for anything. That's right. 
<laughs> they keep their shoes and socks on in Canada. That's right. Because it's snowing. Yes. And you with your entitled feet here in New Jersey get to just throw your socks all willy-nilly on the floor. Oh, but you know, uh, my friend Kaylee was wearing socks and boots, and she still managed to fall on the ice and break her ankle. Shout-outs to Kaylee. Shout-outs to Kaylee, <laughs> my friends in Montreal. She had to wear one of those... Uh, boots. Boots. The boot. The, the like, uh, recovery boot. Recovery boot. That's the I can't, name. I can't think of the name. I don't fucking... Whatever. I know I had you know name. what I'm talking about. The, that, like, special boot that you have to wear if you break <laughs> something. Whatever. <laughs> so the solicit for this is grab your hat and come travel light. Adventure lies just around the bend. Three brand new tales no one has ever told. Until now, join the greatest creators the Great White North has to offer as we unearth the secret history of classic Alpha Flight stalwarts. Puck, Snowbird, Talisman, Northstar, Marina, Guardian, Vindicator. Oh, Marina's going to be in it? Uh, yeah. And, but But also, like, Aurora is on the cover, and I'm hoping she's actually somewhere in the book, too. I mean, it wouldn't make sense if she wasn't there. I, I agree, but it could just be, like... You know, somebody turns like, oh, North Star, where is your sister? And he's like, she's sleeping. <laughs> you know, like, I don't fucking know. But no, I, I do hope she's in there. So, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for this, too. I'm, I'm really, really excited. Again, this isn't probably going to lead to an ongoing or even a miniseries, but I think it's great that there is a new Alpha Flight comic. It's been quite some time. I feel like, what, when, was the last, uh, when was the last Alpha Flight series? Um, 2011. Because it coincided with um, Fear Itself. And I loved that series. It was more like seven issues or eight issues or something. But I loved it. And I feel like it's about fucking time for more Alpha Flight. So I'm really glad this is happening. Even if it's just like classic stories. We we haven't gotten too much Alpha Flight. No. And I don't know if Alpha Flight would work in today's day and age. I don't know. Because of like how comics were back then compared to now. Like, I don't know if they would sell the same. I don't know if they would do as well. So I don't know if they would be as inclined to continue making, like, you know, a 150-issue series of Alpha Flight again. I don't know. No, I, I agree with you. And, you know, obviously that's that's always a concern with them, that they, they have to make the sales and that yeah. there's... A They're all about the money. They don't give a shit what we want. <laughs> That there are, like, a lot of people who would buy that and be thrilled with a new Alpha Flight ongoing. But it wouldn't be enough to cover what they are going to spend to make it and, and put in their pockets, FYI. Which probably has a lot to do with it. But, you know, I mean, that that is the reality of it. And that kind of stinks, but we're getting this. Who knows what will happen in the future? I mean, Alpha Flight has... Like, I, I, I just started reading Captain Marvel with this new volume, so I haven't read, like, the last any volume. But apparently, Alpha Flight, you know, has played a part in Captain Marvel books. And that's the only place that they've been, and that kind of stinks. But, but yeah, so at least we're getting this, so that's, that's good. All right, so now on to some TV news. Uh, as of this recording, the first episode of Legion has premiered, Whoa. and we watched it a couple of hours ago. Yeah, we sure did. <laughs> and, uh... And Patty, why don't you uh, give us your thought, your single thought? It was, uh, it was exhausting. <laughs> it was a roller coaster ride of emotion for you. Yes, there was this character that I am not familiar with. Mm -hmm. She's she's cute. She was listening to an audio recording about time travel or something. 
you know, living her life and going to school, and she sees some posters about time travelers wanted, and she follows a bus, and then a lot of trippy shit happens, and she ends up <laughs> with David. And nope, she ends up with Aubrey Plaza she, first, she looking, ends up, yeah. looking amazing. Yeah, and then uh, Aubrey's like, oh, are you a swinger? And this girl was like, I, I like, like boys. dudes. Yeah. And she was like, why? why? I love that. Yes, then she ends up with with Legion, and he uh, he gets killed by uh, his ex lady, ex ex girlfriend, and so she keeps reversing time and trying to stop it from happening, and that's what the episode was, <laughs> with a lot of trippy stuff mixed into it that I didn't understand. <laughs> I loved this. I loved. Of this course, you did so much. What is that supposed to mean? Of course you did. Why? You like the pretentious stuff. Stop it! Don't call me pretentious! <laughs> I'm not saying you're pretentious. <laughs> I'm saying your interests are. My, oh my god. My fucking grandmother used to say that to me. When she'd be like, that's stupid. And I'd be like, don't call me stupid. And she'd be like, I'm not calling you stupid. I'm saying the thing you did was stupid. <laughs> this is fucking semantics. Stop it. You're fucking semantics. I, but that's not... Never mind. <sighs> I was going to make an awful joke about fucking Good. someone named Semantics. Good. That'll be your nickname now. I'm Good. I'm calling you Semantics from now on. How <laughs> you like that? Fine. Uh, no, I loved it because, yeah, she was she was super cute, and it was a lot of fun getting into the fucking clothing store. Just was, I was just so much fun. I love seeing that. The fucking Shadow King messing with her, he, he is such a beautiful man. He is so threatening. Even though he's not, like, overtly threatening, but he, like, still is. I'm so happy we're still seeing Aubrey Plaza in her role as Lenny. I hope we see more of that. I think this is an interesting direction. You know, Legion is, like, you know, free from them. But he's, like, got this little compound of people. And he's, like, trying to live his life. And they're trying to come after him. No shit. Because the Shadow King is working with them. And it was fucked up to see him die twice before the Shadow King, like, catches Switch and threatens her. And yeah, I mean, it, it. I know what you're saying. It is artsy, and I don't like things just because they're artsy. I think if something is good and has, like, artsy qualities to it, then then great. But I feel like, I mean, and this is just my opinion, like, I, I just, I feel like a lot of the time, the basic core plot is easy enough to follow. Nope. And I know that there's other things happening that sort of distract from that sometimes, but... Sometimes that's what ninety percent of the show is. <laughs> but but you know it's I get it. I know, I know it's not for everybody. Uh, but but I am enjoying it. And this is the last season anyway. And I think this was a really strong start because already this character switch is really endearing. And obviously she's different from the comic version that she's very loosely based on. Switch was a member of Bedlam's new Hellions, which only appeared in like a few issues. Uh, in the comics, it was a dude, and uh, I believe Switch could, like, switch <laughs> his consciousness with, like, other people, so sort of, like, switch bodies, whereas it seems like, you know, this girl can time travel. That's her That's her thing. And that's going to add a lot more shit to this, to this show. Like, if it was weird before, now we're talking about time Great. travel. Great! It's the final season. It's probably not going to end on the most satisfying note. It's probably going to be some open-ended, make-you-think-weird, trippy mm-hmm. conclusion. You don't like the show anyway, so you're not going to be mad. You're just going to be like, good, fuck, final episode's over. Let's talk about it and then never talk about it again. Yep. Yeah. So, so there's that. So, 
next, we are going to talk about a movie. What movie? Dark Phoenix. That was a movie. That was a movie. So, yeah, we saw this. By the time this episode comes out, it'll be almost a month. Uh, we saw it. Um, oh, wow. Was it really? Yeah, it came out, what was it, June 7th? We were going to Anime Next, so remember we saw it the following uh, weekend? Yeah. So here's the thing. Uh, you know, I made some notes about the things that I liked and the things that I didn't like. But overall, I thought that this movie was pretty good. It was enjoyable to me. You know, I, I'm I'm kind of glad that I, I went into it with the lowest possible expectations. The Rotten Tomatoes score got released, and it was abysmal. And the reviews, and then the people on the internet talking about it. You know, it's just like everybody was saying like the fucking worst possible things. Except, you know, that I'd see like one or two, maybe three people like, yeah, yeah, it wasn't that bad, or I liked it, you know? But the majority of people were like shitting all over this movie. So I went in with the lowest expectations. I was like, listen, I do legitimately want to see this. I don't think I'm going to really enjoy it, but I do want to see it. And so eh, maybe that's why I was pleasantly surprised. I'm kind of glad that I saw all that shit about it, you know, before we went and saw it. Yeah, it wasn't as bad as I expected. I mean, I don't like Sophie Turner as Jean. Um, she got red hair. I know. That's all you need to be Jean. No. <laughs> um, I just, I, I did not like her in this movie either. And my favorite part was when Mystique died. <laughs> oh my God. You guys. You guys. I started clapping. She started clapping in the fucking theater. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, those assholes do it at the end of the movie. I'm going to do it when Mystique dies. <laughs> I was just like, yes, queen, yes. Literally yelling, cheering, and clapping in the middle of the theater. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. And the lady next to me was, like, Looking. turning to her husband, like, oh, no, is she really dead? And I was like, yes. Oh, my God. Like, the rest of the theater was quiet except for the movie. You just hear Patty cheering. <laughs> Whatever. And it was bullshit, too, because she took... Quicksilver out so fast that he was in almost none of the movie. Oh man, I really did not like. That and he at all. was like the best character in these really of these was. characters. He was so amazing. I loved him. So we get like a backstory about you know how Charles is a stupid asshole, <laughs> and he just like used Jean. Basically, he just kind of took her and suppressed her powers. So she was, like, a lot more powerful than she thought she was. And he also, like, erased those memories and also erased the memories that she accidentally killed her mom in a car accident because she distracted her by, like, telepathically, uh, okay. telekinetically changing yeah, the, the dial on the, the radio. radio. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I liked when Mystique said that Xavier is a little cunt. That's exact what she, words. Exact words. Exact words. Movie. Yep. Go rewatch. Um, <laughs> but I just, I fucking hate Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. And I fucking hate seeing Mystique as a good character. Okay. It pisses me the fuck off. <laughs> and, oh God, I just wanted, ugh. I wanted to throw something at the screen. Yeah. I just could not stand her face. I, 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 I get that. It did, you know, it did look, it did look cheap. So, so the thing is, is like, you know, a lot of, a lot of the problem with this is like the guy who directed it, Simon Kinberg, this was the first movie he's directing. He worked on The Last Stand and he took a lot of the same elements that people were upset about and just sort of recreated them for this movie. I don't think that this movie still was that bad. I mean, but I'll go through some of my points. Like the Dabari were dumb. 
they didn't work as villains. Like, I didn't care enough about them. They were just plot devices to be bad for everybody to team up against at the end. Because you didn't get much of a backstory about them. They just kind of walked in and were immediately powerful. And it didn't really matter. Sure, some of the stuff they did was a little disturbing. But, like, there was no reason to care about them one way or the other. I also didn't like how there was too much of a sad, hopeless gene. And not enough happy, nice gene. I thought Sophie Turner did fine with the material that she had in this. But all of it was really just sad and out of control gene. We only saw a little bit of Happy Jean earlier in the movie. When, you know, when they cut to the present time, and you know, she's like with Cyclops, and you know, they're they're sort of happy, but that didn't last long enough. Storm's electricity at the end kind of looked shitty. I don't think the special effects there were very good. I thought Storm looked badass. Yeah. I loved I loved her. She was great. Um, also, Dazzler was also the best part of this movie. <laughs> I did not know she was going to be in it. I, I am... Uh, I thought we had talked about that a while ago. That she I was thought that was a, a rumor, okay. but I didn't know it was actually happening. Oh, yeah. Yep. So I also screamed at that. I also screamed at Quentin Quire. Yeah. The end of the movie. That yep. was also the best part. Yeah. One thing that I particularly did not like mm-hmm. that happened when you were in the bathroom. Oh, right. Was Jessica Chastain. I know that she's supposed to be a villain or whatever, but yeah. she went to Jean and she was like, oh, you're just going to follow orders from some man who's in a wheelchair. And I was like, okay, <laughs> excuse me, bitch. Like, that's, are we just going to completely disregard the ableism here? Yeah. Like, really? And then at the end, too, where she's, like, making him walk. And, like, yeah, that was you in very guys need to talk to a disabled person. Yeah, absolutely. I I completely understand that. It was really uncomfortable to fucking watch. But some of the points that I really did like, for the little bit that we saw Quicksilver, I really liked it. Mm -hmm. When they were in space rescuing uh, those astronauts, that was neat. (laughs) Uh, No, it was. I I enjoyed seeing the team work together there. Magneto was dope. Magneto was always dope. He was was fucking great. I liked Hair Man. Yes. I don't don't remember. I don't... I don't think they said his name out loud in the no. movie, but he was credited with a name. <laughs> but he is Hair Man. That could have been really stupid, and it could have looked really How about stupid. Male Dusa? Like a Male Medusa. I love that. Good. I, I can't believe, I can't believe that. And you say that you're not creative. I'm not. You are 100,000% no. creative. So yeah, Nightcrawler killing? That was dope. That was I mean, terrifying. dope, but yes, was... but out of character as so? fuck. So, so what? I don't know. It this was... movie does not know what any of the X-Men are like. I thought that, that generally the whole train thing at the end was really cool. All that action, all that fighting, even though, you know, it's cliche that they're coming together to fight against these aliens. That was also really cool. It, it really was. Dazzler, yeah. Dazzler was great. That nod to Quentin Choir was also great. I don't know. Like I said, it's, you know, I'm just like pointing these things out that were either good or bad. But overall, like I said, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I thought it was good. And I understand why a lot of people did not like it. I mean, this was not a great film. This isn't something that's going to get awards. But a lot of what I've been seeing people posting is like, oh, X-Men the Animated Series is the only one that got the Dark Phoenix Saga right. And I'm like, right according to what, though? The comics. But but how does that make that right? If they're if these people who are making these movies are setting out 
to recreate the Dark Phoenix saga word for word, shot for shot, then okay, then yes, they did it wrong. But that wasn't their intention. Yeah, but this is just almost loosely, loosely, loosely based off of Dark Phoenix. And I think that that's okay. But that's that's what I'm saying, that those... Then, then that's fine, and that's what I went in thinking. Like, okay, this isn't going to be Dark Phoenix. Right. They're just calling it Dark Phoenix. Right. That's fine, but that's what you have to go in with the mindset of. Right, and I think that... And a lot of people don't. And I never right. used to either. I yeah. would be pissed, but... No, I know, because... And, and we've talked about this before. Like, you know, you, you are more of a, a purist than, than I am. I mean, I just... Like... I don't really fault them for not sticking 100% to the to the story. If they want to like remix it or make exceptions or whatever, then then fine. Um, and I'm not trying to talk down to anybody. Like, listen, that's just my my take on it. At the same and and like try to understand where I'm coming from too. Like, I love X Men the animated series, but X Men Evolution is still my favorite X Men cartoon, and that took a lot of exceptions. That was nothing, almost nothing like the comics. But That's they still, why I didn't really like it. But it's still, they still did such a great job, I thought. So, you know, these different mediums, for me, don't have to tell the same things the same ways. They can. Like, they can, and that's fine. Like, the X-Men animated series, Dark Phoenix Saga, great. Like, I'm not saying it's not. But not everything has to be shot for shot, word for word, the same to be enjoyable, I think. And so that's probably another reason why, you know, I thought that this was okay. So again, I'm not trying to talk down to anybody. I'm just trying to explain my thought process. And if you didn't like this movie, if you hated this movie, that's fine. I get it. And if you like X-Men stories that are just exactly like the comics, that's fine. I get that too. I just kind of, you know, I I just want to, I want to like everything. And everyone, why can't we all just get along? Aww. <laughs> so that'll do it for this episode of Mutant Musings. Thanks for joining us, and don't forget to leave us a comment on geekade.com. Leave us ratings and reviews on iTunes or anywhere else you find our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at mutant underscore musings underscore podcast, and on Twitter at Mutant Musings. Are you excited for Claremont and Sinkevich reuniting for new mutants? What did you think of Dark Phoenix? Join us next week for our X-Men the Animated Series summer episode, and again in two weeks when we'll be discussing some new comics and some classic comics. Until then, Dark Phoenix was not alright.